He is worthy. He is worthy. All the Before we get into today's message, um, the Church of God, which we are a part of, just had the, their general assembly. The general assembly is where the ordained bishops get together, and if there's any bylaws or things like that that need to be changed in our in what we call our minutes, which is our constitution, it is done. And so let me tell you what the Church of God came up with. We will not use the word pronouns or any kind of pronouns Amen. that the culture has put upon us. Come on. There is none of that. That was done away with. In referring to God, it will always be masculine. It will not be Mother God, Sister God, none of that. It will always be God the Father. Amen. And they also came up with any kind of sexual improprieties, whether it's credentialed ministers, employees of the church, or even volunteers, they can be terminated on the spot yep. instantly. Yep without any, just, you're done. What'll happen after that, I don't know. But those are, are some of the things that they came up with to kind of strengthen us. The sad thing was when they were talking about God and the terms used for God, 315 ordained bishops in the Church of God voted against using just masculine terms mm. for God. Mm. So the rumbling became, some of these were professors to just boycott until the professors are gone because they don't, they don't want that. So the Church of God kind of strengthened everything. <laughs> kind of stood against the culture, we're not going to sway that way. We're not going to chase the culture as a denomination. Uh, it protects us, ministers and uh, pastors that shepherd a, a flock, that if we do something like that, we have it in our documents, it's legal, and we'll have legal representation. So we also general gender, gender identity. If a person is born male, we can address them as male. We do not have to go with what they say they are. If they are males, we will call them by their male names. Amen. Same with me. Amen. So that was another thing. So you can see we went in, the bishops went in to, to stand up and put things in writing to protect us. It is the word of God. It is God's inspired word. Amen. Amen. And there is no error in it. Amen. So we will live by it. Amen. And those that want to become disciples of Jesus Christ will live according to the word of God. That's right. Amen. I mean there was a lot of chatter. We I talked to a lot of people and you know they, they want to see the people from their congregations press in more. The term Christian is way too loosely used. Mm -hmm. 
I want to be identified as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that takes getting in to that relationship that Brother Goodman was talking about. You have to go after God. You can't live in sin. You can't willfully commit sin. You have to pursue God's holiness, God's righteousness. And those have been praying in the morning, that's basically been our prayer that the people will pursue God's holiness rather than the things of the world. Because the things of the world are all going to fade away. I mean, we know. When I lived up north, people wanted fancy cars. But within a few years, they were rust buckets. So it's just fade away. So Lord, as we get into your word this morning, we ask for your blessing upon this word, Lord. Let it touch those hearts, those minds that need to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I call this, give me a river. In John chapter 7, verse 37, through the first part of 39, it says on the last day, that great day of feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And as he spoke this concerning the spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So the day of Pentecost had not come. But Jesus said, this Holy Spirit is coming. But there is a great story about the Holy Spirit and how it comes upon you. So as you turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel 47. And as you do that in your, in your hearts, in your minds, picture yourself as the temple of the Holy Spirit because that's who you are. So this is you, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Keep that in your mind. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would flow. And it flows in us, but it is to flow through us. So in Ezekiel 47, verse 1, it says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. From the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around to the outside, to the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running on the right side. And when the man came out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. He brought me through the waters, the water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000, he brought me through the water, and the water came up to my waist. This is the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Again, he measured 1,000, and there was, was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim 
a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see this? That he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river, were very many trees on one side and another. And he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the seas, its waters are healed. And then it shall be every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that the fishermen will stand by it from East Genai to En Elam. They will be places where spreading their nets, their fish will be the same kind of fish in the great sea, exceeding many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed, for they will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river on this side, I saw that. Will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because the water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and their leaves for medicine. Ezekiel saw this river as a life-giving force, a life-giving thing that proceeded from the temple of God. This is the power that you have as the Holy Spirit comes on you. In verse 9 it says, wherever the river flows, everything will live. That's key. Wherever the river flows, everything will live. So wherever you go, as a disciple of Jesus, and you take that message, and you give it to another, they will live. Amen. Hallelujah. Wherever the river flows. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is like rivers of living water. You know, if, if we stood on the bank of that river and never got our feet wet, we would never get saved. Our eternal home would be But as those people went in and as Ezekiel went into that river, he got ankle deep. I mean, here's the initial meeting of the Holy Spirit. Here's the beginning of the message of the gospel. Here is the first step in your salvation, a surrender. But that's all you have. You have no glory. You have done bear no fruit, but you've gotten in the water. Then he wades up to his knees. And you go from salvation into a Holy Spirit and you're getting to know more and more. But you still have not felt the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You just have the Spirit 
getting a little stronger within you. It's probably because you're spending a little more time reading God's word. You're starting to grow in Christ. And then you wade in and you're waist deep in water. The Holy Spirit is beginning to grow in you. It's beginning to encompass you. And you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then you enter the waters that are over your head. Now you have no control over everything. The Holy Spirit controls your life. This is the goal. It's not for you to do what you want to do. It's for you to do what God wants you to do. Everything you do should glorify God. You were born in his image. You were born to worship him. And you are to glorify him in what you do. So you need to ask yourself, if I'm doing this tonight, is it glorifying God? Or is it just filling the lusts of my flesh? The desires of my flesh. He says in verse 6, Son of man, do you see this? said, yes, of course. The question is, do you really see this? Do you really see this? Because some of you right now are thinking, oh, no, I can do what I want to do. I'll just ask for forgiveness. Some of you are thinking you're in control of your life. Let me ask you, how's that been going for you so far? How's it going when you're in control? When God's in control, when the Holy Spirit's in control, you have peace, you have joy, you have comfort. Amen. You may not have a million dollars in your bank, but God doesn't want you to have a million dollars. He wanted you to have a million dollars, you'd have it. Everybody I know that has money just worries about how to keep it. They spend their whole life trying to figure out how to keep it and not lose it. Have somebody steal it. Some relative want to borrow it. Yep. You know, most of the people that won the lottery are broke. True. But Ezekiel said, yes, of course I understand. The early church was vibrant. It was full of life. It was giving water everywhere it went. His people got together and broke bread, and they went outside, and they talked to people. This year, we will be going outside. There's going to be less and less done in the confines of this church within the confines of any studies, people are going to have to start going out and sharing the word of God. Amen. And you're all equipped to do it. Different ways. I mean, we're not going to go knocking on doors. But we'll put little things out there. But the overwhelming life spirit is found in the Holy Spirit. Amen. It overcame everything. It overcame every objection, every hardship. 
that the people faced. I mean, Paul and Silas in prison, Peter in prison, all these things. The Holy Spirit was there. A lot of you have found yourselves in circumstances that you should have never got in because you chased things that you shouldn't have been chasing. I know that. I find myself there in the past. I went after things I shouldn't have went after. And it cost me. So we need to carry the Holy Spirit wherever we go. It is with you. Verse 9, where the river flows, everything will live. Everything will live. Not just some things, not just the things you want to live. Everything will live where the Holy Spirit goes. Wherever you carry the Holy Spirit, things that you touch will live. But it says, it talks about the marshes, and it says, everything that is stagnant, stale, and lifeless will die. You know, so many people say that if you're not growing in Christ, every day you're dying. You need to grow every day. You need to strengthen your walk every day. And if you think you're strong enough, you don't need to grow anymore, I'll take you to my condo put you over by the swimming pool and let's see if you can walk across that water. <laughs> you can cross that water, I'll let you go. I'll say, yep, you're as far as you're going to go. <laughs> you don't need to study the Bible anymore. You don't need to do nothing. You're already walking. Even Peter couldn't do that. He was focused on Jesus. He was walking on the water. The minute his focus dropped and changed, he sank. <laughs> so whenever you're ready for that, just let me know. But swarms of creatures, swarms of people, all will be granted life if you touch them with Jesus Christ. If you share with them the gospel message, the one that has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He didn't do that just so you could sit here on a Sunday morning. He did it so you would help grow the kingdom. I mean, I hate to be morbid, but every one of us in this place is going to die. There's no way around it. So wouldn't it be just great that when you get to heaven and you meet Jesus and he said, oh, great job. What a wonderful, oh, you brought so many people into my kingdom. I am so pleased with you. Here's a great crown. There's your mansion. We're here to worship for all eternity. I mean, great words. Wouldn't that be so rewarding? Your treasure is stored up in heaven. It's not here. Amen. Amen. Isaiah told us the grass withers. The flowers fall off. They fade away. 
everything you have here on earth is going to disappear. Yep. You've got nothing that's going with you into eternity. And I mean, and there's a lot of fish in the water. There's a lot of people that we can save. Some of us are good at speaking to people. Some of us are good at just being nice to people, handing things out, just showing the love of Christ. Not everybody is gifted the same way. That's why you're all different. Amen. But you have a way. I remember a friend of mine in his church, he has a lot of elderly people. And you have a lady there that likes to make these little lace toilets to put your coffee cup on or whatever. And he got a handful of people to go around to their nursing homes and just give them to people. Why? Because it just shared the love of Christ. Amen. You know, we have people that could go to a nursing home and sing songs to the people. Amen. We got people that can go out and set up a table and say, you know, I want to pray for you. Can we pray for you? I mean, we've done that before. Amen. The unfortunate thing was the last time we did that, we did it on a street where people tended to drive very, very fast. Wow. So we had people down the road with big signs that said, Free donuts and coffee, you know. But by the time, by the time they saw the sign, they couldn't slow down. <laughs> you know, we just picked the wrong area. You know, when we used to have—I don't know how many remember Karen. She used to go down to the to the walk. She got thrown out of there three or four times because they told her you can't spread the gospel. She'd wait a few weeks and go back. <laughs> She'd get caught again and they'd throw her out again. <laughs> but there's places to do that. Some of you can do it in your workplace. You know, you don't have to sit there and hammer at home. Just by who you are. Amen. People are going to ask. Thank you, Lord. Well, how come? This happened, and you're, you're still not really upset. You're, you're peaceful. Because God's with you. So your spiritual life is alive. It is fresh, and it is vibrant. And fruit trees of all kinds will bear fruit as the sanctuary flows through them. So we've got to wade into the water into the Holy Spirit's water that is over our heads. We've got to let the Holy Spirit totally encompass our body, our minds, our hearts, our desires. Let's do everything we do to glorify God. Amen. Let's let the waters that flow over us flow into those that are close to us, flow into those that we meet somewhere. Whether we meet them at a street corner, whether we meet them at a baseball game. You know, you just tell them Jesus loves you. You don't have to do any more than that. Amen. Amen. 
If they're curious, they'll ask. The next time they see it, good morning. Have a blessed day. And sooner or later, they're going to inquire. What do you, you know, how come you always have such joy? How come you always have such peace? Now you've got your opportunity. And then there are those that, you know, boldly will go out. Yesterday on 441, the corner of Royal Palm or Copens by the Wawa, there was a whole bunch of young people with a megaphone prayer, speeching out the gospel, hanging up signs, giving out flyers. There must have been 25 of them. Wow. That light turned red there out there. They got somebody preaching, probably was their youth pastor. They had somebody out there just preaching. I don't know if it touched one person. But if it touched even one, that's one more for the kingdom. Amen. That we had Amen. before. And that's what it's about. Wherever the rivers of waters flow, wherever this flows, everything will live. Everything. If the waters flow over you, you're going to live. If the waters don't, you aren't. You know, the Israelites were in the desert. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Why? 40 years is the generation. Nobody in that generation that came out of Egypt that did not, that backbited God, did all those things, that were disobedient to God. Not one of them saw the promised land. They all died. God has a promised land for each and every one of you. And each and every one of you, it's different. You're not all getting that promised land. Now, this isn't Paradise Island. Or wherever it was with the little guy. Fantasy Island. It isn't that. This is life. And then there's life ever after. Deuteronomy 8, 7 says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and the hills. This is God's intention for you. He wants to bring you to a place, to your promised land. But you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to face the tests that come. You're going to have to overcome things. It's just not going to be handed to you. I mean, God's not a sugar daddy. But he is sovereign. And what he tells you, it's right. He never goes back on his word. So he's going to bring you to that land. He's going to give you everything you need. He's going to supply all your needs. Even the people that were in the, the wilderness, God supplied them with water. He brought her down with a crack of the rock. And water flowing out of a rock. He got them quail. He had manta. They, their clothes didn't wear out. He took care of them. And he'll take care of you. God brings his people to a, a land of abundance. 
He has, a, he has an abundance for you. Amen. He really does. He has a place for you. You just have to follow what he tells you to do and not go after it yourself. Thank you, Lord. God is ready. He's willing and he's able to bring you these streams of life. I know some of you, I imagine every one of us at one time or another has faced something that is really serious, really crucial, very critical. I mean, I've felt, had health issues. Maybe some of you have had job issues or things like that or health issues yourself. But God has always been faithful. Amen. He has never let us down. If it's his will, it's his will. Seek his will. What does the Lord's Prayer tell us? Lord, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but protect us and cover us from the evil. Amen. Keep us from the evil. Israelites sinned and rebelled against God and they lost things. They lost their lives. If you sin and rebel against God, you're going to lose your life too. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The minute you sin, you're dead. God does not see sin. So the minute you sin, God cuts you off. You're cut off. He doesn't see sin. He doesn't see you anymore. Now there's ways to get back in his good graces by repenting, mm-hmm. by asking his forgiveness. Amen. But a repent doesn't mean you're forgiven today and you do it again tomorrow. I used to think that when I was a young Christian. I used to think this is the greatest thing going. I can sin all week up until Sunday morning, go into church and ask for his forgiveness. Get it? Walk out forgiven and start all over again until the next week. I learned that wasn't right. That's not the way God does things. You just can't keep living that way. God has living waters over each and every one of you, in each and every one of you. I want you to let it out a little bit. In Isaiah 44 it says, Thus says the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb, who will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jeshua, run, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water on him that is thirsty and the floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. They will spring up among their grass like willows and water courses. God gave them natural water. More importantly, he gave them us. God gave your family you. You're the one that oversees that. You're the one that takes care of that. On dry ground, people get thirsty. But John says, let anyone, or Jesus says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Let anybody that's thirsty come to me and drink. 
You want the Holy Spirit? Go seek God and he'll give it to you. The result is God's blessings. Isaiah 41. The poor and the needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fall for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the Lord God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open up the waters in the desolate heights and the fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. So it doesn't matter where you are. God said he will pour out his water upon you. And the water is the Holy Spirit. No matter where you are, you just got to seek him. Seek him and he will be found. Chase after him. No matter where you are, no matter how parched the land is, seek God. Seek God. Search for God's word. Because God has it for each and every one of you. He has blessings for you. He has comfort in your time of need. He has joy in your time of sadness. But most of all, he loves you so much. I mean, he loves each and every one of you. He wouldn't have sent his son to die for you if he didn't love you. In Jeremiah 17, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of a drought, nor will he cease from yielding fruit. So even if everything around you is dry and in a drought, you will still bear fruit. Amen. Because you have God with you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. And that brings us right back to where we started this morning. It brings us right back to the day before the feast when Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So the Holy Spirit has come and is here. And some of you are up to your ankles. Some of you are up to your knees. Some of you are up to your waist. And some of you, the Spirit's over your head. And you are totally engulfed. But that, you need to get there. Amen. If you're only up to your ankles, you need to go for more. Mm. If it's over your head, you need to start letting it out and sharing it. So wherever the Holy Spirit is in your life, there's more. There's more. You're not going to run out. That river's never going to stop flowing. You know, you may think to yourself, well, if I let the, if I let the water out, then I mean, God's not going to fill me back up. No, he will. He will keep you flowing. But we grow. I mean, when I first got the Holy Spirit, it was up to my ankles. That's why I could go back out and sin, because I just misunderstood everything. But when the Holy Spirit engulfed me, I knew that sinning was no good. I could not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, once in a while you do. 
I mean, it's very hard to drive on these highways and not have an evil thought. It's very hard to be involved in things and not forget. And forget sometimes we just slide a little bit. But God's right there for you. His arms are ready to wrap around you. I mean, he loves you that much. He loves you that much. He wants all of you. As Brother Chris said, in eternity with him. He wants to get up every morning and see your smiling faces. Don't know why, but he does. He even wants to see mine. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen? Amen. So you don't need to travel to find these rivers of God. They're within everyone. If you don't have enough of the Holy Spirit, talk to one of your brothers or sisters that do. Because I know some of you come from different backgrounds. Different teachings. But there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And he didn't say the gate is narrow to scare you. He said the gate is narrow to tell you the truth. It ain't easy getting there. Sometimes it's just easier to forget everything than your eternity is different. So we need to thirst. We need to believe in Jesus. We need to come to him. And we need to drink deeply when the Holy Spirit is up. Drink. You'll never thirst again. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. You never thirst for Christ. But it takes surrender. It takes surrendering some of those things that, that we don't want to surrender. I mean, there's some things that we just hang on to, even though we know we shouldn't. So hard to let go. Man, look at Sarah. Lot's wife. She just couldn't let go of some things that were in her past. Some of the things that she enjoyed in the flesh. And she looked back. God turned her into a pillar of salt. Don't let God do that to you. Don't ever stop going after the power of God. Let's stand. You need to surrender yourself this morning. But everyone in this place needs more of the Holy Spirit. So let's come down to the altar and let's everybody just pray together. Come on.
wondering those things that you think are important because they're not.
Oh, the temptations of the world are so strong at times. But God is mightier than everything. God is more powerful than anything you can imagine. Don't succumb to the ways that the enemy puts before you. Lead us not in temptation, Lord, but deliver us from the evil one. Let us not lead anyone else into temptation, Lord. Let us only lead people into your kingdom, into your rivers, Lord. Your rivers of living water flow. Whatever God's plan is for you, I guarantee it's greater than the plan you have for yourself. I guarantee it's greater than the plan you have for yourself. David said, I waited patiently on the Lord. And God said, hey, I'll never stop pouring my water out on my people. So I will continue to pour out the water. Oh, Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we pray a blessing upon everyone that's in this house, Lord. That you touch them. That you immerse them with your living water, Lord. Let them grow stronger and stronger in you. Let them not succumb to the ways of the world. But let them surrender themselves to you to your might, to your glory. For you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we give you all honor. We give you all glory. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.